Hey, Kirsten and Sue here, your anti-diet wellness promoters. Welcome to the Well To You podcast. Our daily lives inspire us to redefine the definition of healthy. Let's give up the belief that we need to look a certain way and redefine the definition of healthy. Are you ready for more energy, motivation, clarity, and vitality? Stay on this ride with us to feel fulfilled in every area of your life. In today's episode, you're going to get to know Kirsten, owner of Fear Not Coaching. She has blown me away. She created a brand new business out of pandemic. How amazing. Um, I can't wait to hear what she has to say about all things wellness. Hi, guys. So today we're here with Kirsten, and she is one of the co-founders of well to You and the well to You podcast, along with me. Um, and we want to hear about your story and what about your story has brought you here to this point where you want to help women change their idea of what health is mm. or what healthy is. Yeah. Well, first let me just say that I'm really grateful that I get to do this with you and that I have the opportunity to share my story. Uh, because for a really long time, I didn't think my story was worth sharing. Um, and didn't not that like it wouldn't have an impact on anybody and uh, I want that's part of redefining health is knowing that you're worth sharing that your story is impactful and that no matter what your circumstances like no matter what my circumstances um, I don't always have to look to somebody else for the answers and that I can uh, be in self-discovery and it's always a practice and I'm inspired by other people that are really real and honest and so um, as long as I'm real and honest then I have something to contribute to other people. Yeah that's a funny and interesting point that you bring up that maybe sometimes we feel like our story isn't bad enough or wasn't or tough enough, enough or good enough <laughs> to impact people's lives. And that sort of brings me back to the idea that everybody, no matter what they're doing, needs to be able to see themselves in whatever they're going to do. So for example, um, my son, you know, you know Owen, mm -hmm. and that's how we know each other, mm -hmm. um, is a boy dancer, right? And a lot of times, the reason why boys don't wanna dance is because they go to the studio and they don't see anyone that's like them. And so, and just like uh, maybe a, a little girl who's bigger goes to the studio and doesn't see someone who looks like her, or a girl who's African-American goes to the studio and doesn't see someone who looks like her. So I feel like in general, that is a really important thing for people to be able to connect with someone that they can see themselves in. And so it might not matter whether thousands of people can see themselves in you as long as one person can see themselves in you, you can have an impact. Yeah, and um, that's a community. So one of the, you know, you're asking me about my, how I got to this point and my story, and I would say a major shift in my life after I had my daughter, uh, she was about one, and I was trying to figure out who I was as a mom, right? And, and in a different identity than I was 
in my 20s. Mm -hmm. I had my I was pregnant at 30. I had her um, before I turned 31, and now I'm in my 30s. I'm a mom, and it was a sense of an identity crisis in a way. Mm -hmm. And I found yoga, and um, my I didn't want to do yoga. I was used to doing tough mutters and doing things that I thought were um, more powerful, and. Uh, my doctor was like, okay, the only physical activity you can do right now is yoga. So I started doing yoga and it really brought me back to my roots of gymnastics and dance. Um, I danced for a little bit when I was younger and I was like, it, the physicality of the yoga practice reminded me of when I was younger. So that was the first thing that, that made me want to practice more feeling good in my body and then I found the community of yoga and started doing Baptiste power yoga programs and you go everybody's like oh you're going to a yoga retreat and that's just not what it is we literally do yoga and um, self-inquiry and meditation for 13 plus hours a day we sit in a room and essentially what I got out of that is everybody was sharing vulnerably we, in the inquiry sessions, um, people ask questions and you share honestly and vulnerably. And what made me want to keep going back is that there's so many times in my, my life where I thought I was different, like what you were just saying, where you don't think that there's somebody else like you. And at the bottom of it, we may be going through different circumstances, but we're all actually the same. And it comes from love and connection. Mm -hmm. And so that was the start of where I was like, all right, I, I wanna start sharing mm -hmm. yoga. And I wanna start being in more community and I wanna start being more connected to myself and more and from being connected to myself then I could be more connected to my loved ones and my daughter, right? And my husband. Mm -hmm. So I was in the process of an identity crisis as a new mom. Sure. And when I found community, I was able to also bring that home and um, take a break when I needed it and practice self-care when I needed it so that I could then be more present with my daughter mm -hmm. and with my husband. It's an interesting story in the sense of there's a lot of stories out there where someone is a caregiver, whether it's a mom or they're caring for an elderly parent, but their identity becomes so wrapped up in that role as a caregiver that when the role of the caregiving ends, they there is an identity crisis because they don't know who they are anymore. Mm -hmm. And so really reminds you that you have to, to have your identity outside of that caregiving role. Yeah, yeah, and society tells us, go to school, right, that you have an identity as a student, mm -hmm. go to college, mm -hmm. then get a career, mm -hmm. then your identity is wrapped up in the career that you get, mm -hmm. then um, get married, mm -hmm. and then your identity is wrapped up in your marriage, then have a kid, then your identity is wrapped up in parenting, mm -hmm. and then have another kid, right? Like there's always like this next step of what you're supposed yeah. to be doing or the goals you're supposed to be lining to. up. Right. And, um, and all of that's just actually not true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there are things that you want to do and how do you enjoy them when you're always looking to the next thing, like the next step. Correct. 
So I completed my master's program in social work and my original plan was always to work with kids and with addictions. And I eventually did do that and loved it and it's also very draining. And so I started working in a school district with children on the autism spectrum. And for 13 years, I was the child study team member and we created the autism program from the ground up, preschool to third grade. I truly loved my job and I was commuting for an hour each way and I had my daughter and my daughter drove with me to go to school down there. And after 13 years, it was time to create a shift. I struggled originally when I left that position in a way of who am I now if I'm not, um, if I'm not a school, like if I'm not the social worker that is running busy 24 seven, then who am I? And so I took almost two years of saying no to everything because I wanted to quickly jump into, okay, well, I can apply to be a professor at a college. I can apply to a school district down the street from me. I can apply to all the school districts to have another full-time position. And what I really needed at that time in my life was a break. So I said no to everything uh, for close to two years. And that practice really allowed me to understand that I can, if I say no to something, that there will be another opportunity. And it gave me um, really trust. Trust that um, I don't have to jump on the first choice. Mm -hmm. Or not even that, like I don't have to chase after. Yeah. The choice, right? And that once when it when everything aligned that I would know that it was right. And that's exactly what happened. I love the quote. It's from Stacy Flowers and it's all the yeses of your life are on the other side of no. Mm. That you can't get to the big awesome yeses without saying no to some things. Right, yeah, and I was a yes person. Mm -hmm. I still am like, Me too. I still, I, I still say struggle. Yes to everything. Me too. And the reality of it is, is that if I'm a yes person, mm -hmm. right, and I'm saying yes to everything, the reality is, is that if you're saying yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. Period, right? And so I was saying a huge yes to my career, and it was, and it made me say no to my family a lot. So I would be up writing reports mm -hmm. till two, three o'clock at night. And then um, I also said yes to being a yoga teacher. So sometimes I would be up till three o'clock at night writing reports. And because I wanted to teach yoga, I taught at 5.30 in the morning and I would get two hours of sleep yeah. and go teach yoga. And then I would go to my you know daytime job yeah. and commuting and so I, I feel like the dance between yes and no is really important for me right now and really aligning my core values and what I what I'm most passionate about that's what I'm gonna say yes to and 
when I feel like I'm off track, I always come back to, am I saying, like, is this coming from a place of love? Mm-hmm. Am I saying yes to myself? Am I saying yes to my family, my daughter, my husband? Or am I um, going to my autopilot default way of being, which is to um, stay super busy and say yes to everything? Yeah, well, I'm really glad that you say yes to all of my crazy ideas. (laughs) I feel special now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I feel like, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason. I say all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no coincidence, my friend. So Fear Not Coaching, I launched in basically three months. And I had been planning to do it for 10 years. And it just goes to show that when you put your attention and all your energy in the thing that lights you up and you're passionate about, and that's where I put my yes, it got done. Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned you're not coaching. Can you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about um, your, so that's your business. And you wanna tell us a second about where that came from, maybe how you chose the name? Sure, Um, well, fear, well, Fear Not Coaching is my life coaching business, um, and I work with women who struggle with home life, work life uh, balance, and who know that they want to change and may be afraid to take the steps or don't know what steps Mm -hmm. to uh, create that change. And so the life coaching is really to support women in creating their life and designing their life with intention. And Fear Not came because it was right in the beginning of the pandemic. We were in lockdown. Uh, Five of my family members got sick with COVID at the very beginning um, when, like, I was still thinking it was the flu. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, two of them were my grandmother, my 92-year-old grandmom, and my mom. And it kicked me into fight or flight, right? What am I going to do? I can't be with them because Mm -hmm. we have to be quarantined. And how do I support them while I'm still afraid that the two most powerful women and inspirational women in my life could die? Mm -hmm. Like that was just very real in that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't run. I fought. And how I fought was by using all the personal development tools that I had learned over the last 10 years. And that's how I um, was able to maintain composure to support them and maintain composure to still be a mom and not curl up in a ball and hide. And so so, um, I had a moment laying in Shavasana where I was like, this is really selfish of me to keep all these tools to myself. I've been practicing these for a really long time and I know how impactful they are. And now I get to use them in a situation (laughs) where, you know, I really needed it and how selfish is it of me to keep them to myself any longer. And I need to, no matter what it takes, I want to share these with people. And so fear not came from simply fear not like whatever whatever yeah. the circumstances whatever afraid. the result is you know 
be with fear. Like I can't take away fear right now, mm -hmm. but I can choose to fear not and share. And that's such a beautiful message because I think right now, um, the most important thing is that these things we're doing during this time are not about being skinny or feeling amazing in my skinny jeans, right? This is about survival. We're in a really hard time and, and people are dropping all of those things and, and, and falling, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need, to, we need to pick up all those tools and we need to use them to, to keep ourselves healthy because this is a challenging time. I mean, pandemic parenting is no joke. And if you don't have children, just being in a pandemic, none of us have navigated this. You and I were talking about this the other day. Mm -hmm. None of us have navigated through this before, including our children, including everyone, right? And so this is a whole new ball game. Yeah. And, and then, then add an election in and we're... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and being in a space where I feel like uh, COVID and has reminded us that we actually don't have control mm -hmm. and that can be really scary. Yeah. Right. Like when my mom and my grandma were sick, that was one of the biggest things is I didn't have control of the outcome of mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And we're not in control. I know. And, um, and how do you surrender mm -hmm. and not make that mean that you're being weak and actually surrendering is being open to possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. It was awesome. Anything else you want to add before um, we sign off today? No, just that I'm really, I mean, yes. <laughs> you have no, lots of things to like, add. Yes. I have so much to add. Um, that personal development and redefining your my life your life um, doesn't mean that anything's wrong there isn't something right or wrong it's all about for me growth is a non-negotiable so um there's always a possibility to uh again like fear not for me is like am i coming from fear or am i coming from love mm -hmm. are my actions from fear or are my actions from love and growth is for is always moving more towards love mm -hmm. and um that's never ending and it doesn't mean that something's wrong it means that i'm committed to always um i don't even want to say better i'm committed to loving yourself loving myself yeah i'm committed to loving myself and committed to not giving up yeah, and I love that you brought that back to that. It was beautifully said, and it reminds me of Jen Hatmaker's book, Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire, and she talks about our bodies and all of the amazing things that our bodies do, and so many women, and I'm sure some men too, we hate our bodies, and so we punish our bodies by, by withholding and feeling like moving our body is a punishment that we have to do. But really, like, our bodies have carried us through our whole amazing life. Mm -hmm. And 
they deserve to be blessed and loved. And, and so I love that you brought it back to that. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to us today. You can follow us on Instagram at well to you podcast at well to you at Opal Wellness Studio and at Fear Not Coaching. We'll talk to you soon.